All right, welcome back to Miserable and Reckless, bringing you a podcast with unfiltered opinions on sports, music, culture, and all things the South. I'm Logan, sitting here with Morgan, Dustin, and Ryan, and this week we do have another guest, our, I believe it's our first, second time guest, um, co-host of Country and Cold Cans, Andy. Welcome back. Thanks for having me. All right, as always, make sure you go and follow us on social media, on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, smash the subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, give us five stars, great reviews, and go follow us on Spotify. We will keep updating you every single week with good content. We are coming up soon on our one-year anniversary, so we're going to have a big show planned for that, so stay tuned for that. All right, moving into the good, the bad, and the ugly. Dustin, kick it off. Absolutely. Good. Is a good is a good follow-on from last week. John Shire got another big recruit this week. Number seven player in the nation, Derek Whitehead, committed to Duke. Um, he specifically said that he believed in Shire and, and the vision that he presented on top of him just growing up loving Duke basketball. Um, he was offered a $500,000 G League contract, and he chose to go play for Shire instead. Um, so that's great. Um, we'll see what it turns into, but it's good momentum. And it makes you happy to see that uh, things are going well on that front because you never know when you have a change in other guard. Uh, bad is the college football rumor mill that just keeps going and going and going. Um, I guess that gets a lot of clicks, but I and, and maybe it's the algorithms on the internet for me. But that's pretty much that all I see these days, and I'm just I can't believe there's that many articles written about it, frankly. Um, and that also leads into my ugly. There was a Greenville, South Carolina ESPN affiliate who like who reported that Florida State and Clemson were in talks with the SEC to join the SEC, and uh, both schools came out and denied it, um, which is something that Oklahoma and Texas did not do because it's um, total fake news. <laughs> but what my <laughs> ugly part of it is that one of the national ESPN reporters, I forget who it is at this point, basically like criticized the guy and basically, and basically was like, he's, he only has, has like 5,000 followers. Basically, I guess you should expect this from somebody with only 5,000 followers. I thought it was kind of just a, a cheap shot. Like what's, what's, what does that have to do with anything? <laughs> sounds sounds so, like they're trying to, sounds like they're trying to cover it up because they don't want to leak yet. Yeah. Right. So, although, yeah. you know, they'll lose the, it, as we discussed last week, they, they have two assets under their banner right now in the ACC and the SEC. So they may not want to thank us yet. Yeah. Well, I can say there are not many people more arrogant and stuck up their own ass than blue check mark journos. Well, <laughs> it proved true this week and that's why it's my ugly. So my ugly is all sport or my good, bad and ugly is all sports related, but for different aspects of it. All right, Morgan, good, the bad, and the ugly. Take it away. All right. Well, I will stick with uh, sports as well there, buddy. I was going to talk about this. My good. Uh, of course, college football, we are so much closer to week one starting. I can't wait. Uh, speaking, of, speaking of college football, with my other good, is uh, Tech did a great job of recruiting here the last couple of weeks. They got a four-star offensive tackle from the home state of Virginia. Lately, they've been doing um, jumping back into recruiting their own state which they used to be great at doing and they stepped away for the past five or six years so it's exciting that they were able to pull that one off uh bad red Sox and uh, mlb trade deadline came and passed and no pitching no help whatsoever i guess they're hoping sales gonna 
come back from his Tommy John surgery and be amazing. I don't see that happening. And then uh, Ugly, uh, Brody, since last Friday, up until about a day or two ago, was pretty sick. I uh, had 102 fever at one point, and about two or three nights in a row, woke up and night screaming for me to come in there, and he wouldn't lay back down unless I stayed in there. So that was uh, kind of bad. I was laying there on the floor holding him so I could go to sleep. And I guess one last extra bad on top of that. Now he doesn't want to, uh, he's about done with uh, bedtime snuggles. He wanted to lay by himself and fall asleep. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> <No>. <laughs> the big boy bed that. is officially about to be purchased probably. It's kind of a sad, sad moment, but uh, just another, I guess, step in the ladder of growing up, right? Yeah, I guess that's true. So, all right, Ryan, good, bad, and the ugly. Good. I got a good, bad, and unique. Good. Um, I got a chance to go this weekend and see my in-laws, my Virginia Tech family. Uh, they live down in what I'll call the sweet Southern comfort of Pocosin, Virginia. Um, it's it's it was it's always fun to go down there and visit them. We got to go to a local race on Saturday night. We got to go out on the boat. Got to hang out with family, so that was good. Um. I will say, man, I, I, I uh, <laughs> they have so much hokey stuff in their house. Everywhere I went in the house, there's hokey stuff. They got hokey stuff on the walls. They got hokey stuff sitting on the shelves. They got hokey magnets. They got hokey, 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 everything. There's even a hokey UV. on the boat. <laughs> UVA toilet paper. <laughs> no, they didn't go that far. But uh, it was it was good to see him. And Pocosin, uh is is. Uh, a place that uh, I, I have a buddy that lives down there too. And uh, I, I just like, I like going down there. So it's, it's, it's a lot slower pace of life and I, I feel familiar down there and I like it. My bad. Um, well, my bad is I obviously I got to go down there with my wife and uh, last weekend was her birthday. And so I tried to get her, uh, I was stupidly decided that I was going to go try and get her some clothing. Well, this never works out for me. This is always a terrible idea on my part because I try and challenge myself to get something that'll actually work or whatever. Yeah. I tried to get her a pair of pants, same size that I got her two years ago. Nope. They've changed the sizing. So my bad, it's just going to be women's sizing in general. It's ridiculous. I can't keep track of it. She literally was the same size and from this exact same company two years ago. And apparently now it's changed. So I can tell you she hasn't gotten any bigger or wider. So <laughs> whatever, uh, probably lost weight to be honest. And then my unique is I was watching, uh, a new sport yesterday I didn't even know existed. It's marathon swimming. You guys hear about this or see it? Nope. They they run or they uh, swim six miles, which doesn't sound like a lot of fun. They have pit crews like, like that are on boats that give them like food and drinks and they turn over on their backs in the water so that they don't have to keep moving and they eat like otters. I'm dead serious. And they kick while they're like eating with their hands and uh, they have unnecessary roughness penalties. That's literally what it's called. You can get two of them in the sport. I guess uh, they give you like a yellow thing and like a red thing or whatever. And then they literally have a station that you can swim by. They do like loops in the water and like open water. It's like not in a pool. And they um, they have a station that you can uh, like swim by and it's referred to as the feeding station. And then they have another one that's the hydration station. And I was like, this sport is I can't tell if this is good or bad or, or if it's taking itself too seriously or not, but I thought that was a ridiculous sport I've never heard of in my entire life. And I used to swim for 15 years. So <laughs> whatever. 
but Good, I think bad, it's definitely and... unique. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> seriously. Good, bad, and unique. All right, Andy, good, the bad, and the ugly. Round two for you on this show. Take it away. The good for this week is going to be that um, Jose... Speak, up. Speak with your chest. Jose Vitor Lemmy set the highest recorded bull ride score in PBR history this weekend with a 97.75. And the uh, my bad for this week is going to be this upcoming weekend is going to be very bad for my liver. And my ugly for this week is... Uh, NASCAR Cup driver Ross Chastain announcing that he's going to run the truck race this weekend at Watson's Glen just to find out that no cup driver is eligible to run the truck race this weekend (laughs) after he already announced it. Well, enough. Uh, We'll have more on your racing here in a little bit. But (laughs) watermelon farmer Ross Chastain. Sounds like he should have done his homework like Cleveland should have done. All right, so good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, for me, good, as Andy mentioned, you know, we're going down to Tampa this weekend. A good buddy of ours getting married at the end of the month. We have a bachelor party. About 12 of us are going to be meeting up down in Tampa, Florida. We have a nice, cool little loft apartment, uh, four-bedroom loft apartment in uh, Ybor City that we're staying at. It's going to be uh, – should be a fun time. So looking forward to that. Another good, um, uh, Parker McCollum released his uh, – Latest record last week called Gold Chain Cowboy. Don't let the douchey title or cover art fool you. It's a good record. I really like it, and uh, we'll probably have more on that later here coming up soon on Country and Cold Can, so stay tuned for that episode. Um, and then bad? Really don't have any bads. Um, you know, I'm off Friday and Monday, so you know, actually get a couple of days off from work. So that's my good good and probably even better. All right, moving into the weekend look ahead. I know that, uh, Ryan, you always have a little bit of NASCAR and lately some Olympics update for us. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, NASCAR is in Watkins Glen this week. Uh, we kind of mentioned that. So uh, Chase Elliott's won there in the past. And, um, so that's where he won his first race. So it's a road course, so it'll be him, MTJ, and Denny Hamlin. Didn't want to spend too much time on that, so I can go over the Southern – Olympian stuff, if you guys want me to. You want me to just dive right into it? Go for it. Highlights. All right. So we went over the states last week. Um, Alabama's got two silvers. Arkansas, one silver. D.C. with three people has one silver. Delaware, two people, one gold. 55 people from Florida. They've got a whole rack of stuff. Uh, I was listening back to our podcast when we were driving down to Pocosin. Um, I'd like to point out that I made a mistake. Missouri apparently doesn't have one Olympian. They have 10. So I typed that the wrong way. So I found that out this week. So sorry, people of Missouri. That's the only, time you'll, only time you'll ever hear me say that. Um, and I also, today they're still from Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I found out that there was a track athlete from Tennessee. So that or uh, from Laverne, Tennessee. So I thought that was cool. Shout out to uh, Tennessee. If Chris Middleton, um, can win a uh, either a gold or silver medal as part of the South Carolina contingent, then that will mean that every Southern state will at least have one medal. Um, I'm not counting Oklahoma because we kicked them out last week. The United States has the most uh, medals by far. Uh, they're about 20-ish up right now. Got three or four more days left to go. We've got um, 18 to 29 gold in the South, 22 to 35 silver, 18 and 27 bronze. All those come out to about 63%. 
So 58 and 91 total medals, 63% of the medals, or basically a, a third of the U.S. is winning 60% of the medals. So step it up the rest of the country. <laughs> what is the... About, go ahead. Can we talk about how what we were talking about earlier, which is how Google sucks at how they show the medal count? Yeah, exactly. Google, for anybody who hasn't seen <clears throat> the way they count this, they're, the order of which they have number one, they have China. And China has the most gold medals, but they're lagging behind us pretty significantly in overall medals. We're at 91. China's at 74, but they have us listed as number two. Uh-uh. We're back-to-back World War champs, baby. America, number one. 1776. 1776. We are yeah. the champs. Shameful. American company not promoting America. They're an American I, company I that hates that. America. Well, Sad. South South won 63% of the medals. So in case you're wondering why we do a podcast about the South. That's true. So we'll, quick, quick question. What is the ROC? What is that country? Uh, I believe that's of, the Ruskies. Group the of what? Rush. That's the Ruskies. Yeah. It's well, a group of Russian they, people loosely referred to as the ROC. Also, they could they, be Olympic athletes. The, the alleged, the, they allegedly, the country that was allegedly banned from the Olympics has participated in the Olympics as pretty much the country that was banned from the Olympics. That's what it is. No, I didn't even know Russia was banned from the Olympics. Yeah, they, they are, but clearly they're not. So, You're right. Here we are. All right, Dustin, you want to give us the quick rundown of the Down on the Forum update for the minor league baseball? Yeah, real simple. Nothing's changed. <laughs> That's true. It's very nothing, true. Nothing has changed at all. It's the same exact update as last week, and it's maybe the worst segment that we've ever come up with. <laughs> One of these days, we need to get Morgan to cancel Down on the Farm. <laughs> <laughs> we'll save everybody. Five minutes of their life every week. <laughs> it's it's the it's the part of the podcast that I look forward to researching the least by far. Because <laughs> it never changes. I literally just update the records. That's it. I look for something good. Like I always like pull up the tides Twitter or something. Like, is there something interesting? No, there's not. So <laughs> not we didn't think that one through. Anyway, nothing's Maybe, changed. Uh, Everybody's in the same spot they were last week. Maybe Captain Cancel will sneak into this podcast at the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think that might be uh, might be wise. So, all right, jumping over to the Southern Spotlight, where we highlight a specific Southern business person or thing this week. Ryan, take it away. Yep. So I had a different one completely planned, and then I actually had a really enjoyable experience in Pocosin, and so I wanted to tell people about it. Um, there's a new restaurant that went in. Well, it's not new now. Um, it's called the 185 restaurant. It's called 185 because it's on 185 Little Florida Road um, down in Pocosin. If you've been uh, to Pocosin, that's one of the main roads. Um, it, it serves out to the, the houses all the way out to the beach um, or to the point, I guess. Uh, their motto is familiar dishes served with gracious hospitality, and they nailed it um, on that. Uh, on f- also, uh, uh, I forget the word I'm supposed to say here, but like uh, spoiler alert or whatever, these people are friends of my aunt and uncle. So I was a little, I was a little interested when we went there. I was like, all right, we're just going to your friend's place. No, they killed it. Um, the restaurant started in March, 2020, which is not a great time to start a restaurant uh, <laughs> last year. And they've made it through. 
uh, Lenore Carland owns it and John Chesney. They're, they're two friends. Um, hopefully I'm getting their names right. But, uh, uh, she was previously a personal chef and then he learned his culinary schools and United States air force. So he's a vet. Um, let's cut right to the chase. The food is awesome. Um, I got a whole list of, cause I, I, first of all, it, it's, it, it, it had been a minute for me for whatever it's worth since I walked into a restaurant to order as opposed to ordering online. And so I was overwhelmed by their menu, but in a good way, because it had so much good food. They got, for example, a smoked brisket omelet. That's awesome. And all your normal kind of omelets. They've got biscuits. I, I wrote a, three of them down that I thought were awesome. Fried chicken and sweet heat mustard barbecue on a sweet potato biscuit. BLT and fried chicken with avocado mayo on a regular biscuit. And an SOS, which is the country sausage with bacon pepper gravy. So you got your biscuits, you got your omelets. They got all sorts of sandwiches. They got grilled cheese and corn dogs that the adults can have. They got avocado toast for you uppity people out there. Smash Browns, uh, Creole cheese, cheese grits, whiskey, butter syrup. I mean, all sorts of good stuff. And then there's a whole other freaking menu that's daily specials on the chalkboard. And I do mean like they got like 20 specials on the chalkboard. Um, I ordered off that. I'll, I'll be honest. I don't, I don't remember what I had. <laughs> Not cause I was drunk, but cause it was, it was, it was, uh, I think it was a, a, a burrito, but, uh, they got plenty of hot sauce down there. And then, of course, just to top it all off, they got coffee, tea, sweet tea, and then they even have liquor, um, most of those Bloody Marys, tequila stuff, rum. So it's a pretty sweet place. I don't know how often people would find themselves down in Pocosin, but if you're in the Virginia Beach area um, or, you know, it's, it's definitely worth the drive. We, we uh, knew people that had come in from Richmond, uh, which is a pretty significant drive to drive to that place. So 185 Restaurant, Pocosin, Virginia really cool little spot. And I hope they make it because if I go back there in the future, I'm definitely going to ask to, uh, to eat there again. That's good it. deal. Sounds good to me. I don't know when I'll ever be up that way, but <laughs> definitely if I am, I'll have to check it out. Yep. All right. So moving into it's that time of the month again, miserable and reckless fans, the song of the month brought to you by Logan and Ryan. So, uh, as you know, we normally pick one solo song a piece and one that we collab on. Uh, this week we have my co-host over from country and Coke Ants, Andy. So he's going to join in on his, uh, pick for a song of the month. But Ryan, if you want to kick things off with what's your solo pick for song of the month. All right. So we texted back and forth on this and I picked Riley green. That's my Dixie is it's off the album behind the bar that came out earlier this month, July 2nd, um, that Friday, uh, I texted Logan the morning that I, that I listened to the, to the, I think I listened to it on Friday, July 2nd. Cause it's one of those things where you open up Spotify and it tells you that you put something out. Um, you guys can help me with the backstory cause I'm sure you know it better, but basically along what, maybe 18 months ago. Didn't he kind of take, or was it literally as soon as last year that he took some backlash for some lyrics and stuff? Yeah. So the bury me and Dixie song from that, he released really early on in his career. And he's, he's, uh, then he cut a new version of it a few years back and put it on one of his records. Um, as Andy would say, very Riley green of him to cut the same song and put it on multiple projects. But, um, I digress. Uh, but it's the song, you know, it's just basically names a lot of things about the South. It's kind of a checklisty song about, you know, Southern pride and everything. And he wrote it real young in his career. But there was one line in particular that caught a lot of flack from people in the media um, where it said, I wish Robert E. Lee would come back and take a bow. Nobody had a problem with it at the time. <laughs> then, you know, the, with the way things are in society now, they decided to dig it back up and, you know, uh, c- cause a little bit of a, a, a 
people being upset about it. So what they did was they took his song off of Spotify and he fought to get it back on there. And so he, he put it back on there, but, and then I wouldn't say it's more of a uh, reaction to that, but it's, it's kind of like, I'll let Ryan kind of explain the song, but it's kind of like, uh, you know, defending, but also be defending the South, but at the same time being cognizant of, you know, the checkered past in some ways. So, it's at the end of the song, or sorry, it's at the end of the album. And I was just kind of listening to it uh, in the morning, just kind of laying in bed or whatever. And this, this song hit me like a ton of bricks because I knew the backstory to it. And uh, I'll just read the lyrics. I mean, there's folks out there that'll judge a man by the color of his skin. There's still a fight over wrong and right that no one ever wins. I know somewhere there's hate out there, but don't hold that against me. Oh, because that ain't my Dixie. And, and then he goes on, uh, and nowadays you just can't believe what you see on the news. Around here, we ain't just black and white because we're all red, white, and blue. They're turning these towns into battlegrounds, and that don't sit well with me. Oh, because that ain't my Dixie. And so he's pointing out what it isn't, and so it's like begs the question, so what is it? And he says, it's, it's pretty easy, man. It's come on in, have a seat. It's hospitality. And then I, I, we talked about this in the past on this show, but it's the dichotomy, right? We sing Amazing Grace, and we curse the heat. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I... It was more to me that I appreciated his humble, and I'm, I'm saying that I'm probably putting words in his mouth. I appreciated his humble attempt to uh, make a statement about it that that wouldn't be um, where basically he's he, he's kind of coming out a little bit after everybody. It's, it's it's a little bit veiled. You can tell like it, that that ain't that ain't where I grew up. That ain't what I think it is. That ain't what. So like if you want to hold it against me, I'm sure you can. You know, if you want to believe what you see on the news, I'm sure you can. But like at the end of the day, like that ain't that ain't how we roll. So like y'all believe what you want, kind of thing. But uh, I, I I like that. I thought that it was well done. I, it's a little bit, bit of a list song. You start talking about Spanish moss and all this kind of stuff. But but I thought it was well done, and I'll just I'll leave it at that. People can go listen to it and see how they feel about it. But yeah, I, not, I definitely. I'm, I'm, I was saying I definitely agree because I think that it was a well-crafted song to be able to show the the good parts about the South and the good parts about growing up in rural America. That a lot of times, if you listen to the um, the Pinkies Out PBR crowd in Americana, it's always about how bad and the South is and how everyone is racist and evil and it, they're backwoods and they think a certain way and they don't they refuse to progress, so to speak. Um, this song does a good job of, you know, being able to say, look there, yeah, there are definitely people out there that are terrible human beings, but it's not indicative of, of the the South as a whole. It's not indicative of how he and his family grew up. So I appreciate it kind of speaking up for those of us that that's our Southern experience so that we grew up, you know, where we treated people with respect and it is come on in have a seat, you know, uh, kind of like you said, the dichotomy of <laughs> sing amazing grace and curse the heat, but you know, you may disagree, but with people, but that doesn't mean you hate them. So that was my probably our too long diatribe on Riley Green, but the two of us appreciate him and hopefully we can go see him. He's with Dirks Bentley and Parker, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's a good billing. But uh, all right, Andy, song of the month, what you got? I got, I'm going to go with Logan Mize's uh, new single called uh, George Strait Songs. He finally, uh, when he puts out a good single, I got to give him some praise for it because it's me and Logan both, we're big Logan Mize fans, but. Times he makes it a little difficult to be a fan of his, but uh, when he he put out a really good one this time, basically about being um you know from small town Kansas, you know more about you know in small town life in general. And I'm a little biased small town Kansas because one of my favorite places to be. He put out a good one this time. 
Yeah, Logan Miles also is like like Andy said, it's it's one of those artists that sometimes he'll put out absolute crap songs, and other times he'll put out something really good. But we've met him a couple times and had extended really, conversations. Really with good, him. good guy. One of the most down to earth, like humble human beings. One of the nicest guys. So I can't say anything negative about him, you know, as a as a person. But sometimes his song selection isn't my favorite. And he's got a new album coming out called uh, Prairieville. Yeah, Prairieville. Welcome to Prairieville is a, a song on YouTube you could check out, but it's good. But all right, so moving into my pick, um, like I said earlier in the show, a little foreshadowing here on Miserable and Reckless, uh, Parker McCollum released his uh, latest record last Friday. There was one that I'd heard this song on YouTube acoustically, and I was interested to see how he was going to handle it um, sonically when they got into the studio. And I got to say, I really liked the way it came out. The song is called Falling Apart, and it's, it was written by Parker, John Randall, Randy Rogers, and Miranda Lambert. This uh, particular song, he said that he walked into his producer, John Randall's house, and his producer was playing 38 Special. Parker said that he has not uh, listened to a ton of 38 Special, but he knows the hits. And he said, so they sat there for like an hour listening to nothing but 38 Special. And he looked at John and goes, why don't people make music that sounds like this anymore? So he said, that's what they went into the studio with the idea of making a 38 special sounding song. So sonically it does give me kind of that eighties kind of like 38 special sounding rock music, uh, kind of vibe to it, which I really, really like. And I think it works with this, um, this particular song, the song, you know, it's, it's basically a song about, uh, the love falling apart between a guy and a girl. And in this particular thing, the the opening verse is fantastic. In my opinion, it says happy ever after never happens much these days forever. Almost never turns out that way. Now I meant, didn't mean to do you wrong, but getting it right just took too long. It's like, then you get to the hook of the song where it says the writing was on the wall. just wasn't enough because you were falling in love and I was falling apart. And uh, so it, it kind of just shows where like he, his heart wasn't in it. He wasn't in a, position in his life at the time to be able to, you know, give the girl what she needs. And he basically told her up front and then kind of, you know, cut, cut her loose <laughs> instead of, instead of dragging her along. So I, like I said, check it out. Um, it's, it's a good song to drive along the road to. And then I also think that it's well-written. So falling apart, Parker McCall. All right, Ryan, do you want to introduce the the combo pick you and I came up with? Yeah, you found it. Um, and it's a great pick. Laney Wilson's two-story house. Um, I don't know if it's off a new record. I is it, it's just a single, right? I'm I'm drawing. Uh, yeah, it's just a single. Okay. And uh, I um, when you sent it to me, I started listening to it, and I was like, oh wow, this is a this is really good. This is a really good pick. Um, but I did want to Google what the background of it was, and I'm glad that she kind of put some stuff out there about what it's about. Uh, what I found when I was Googling it, uh, Logan, I'll let you walk through the song itself because you're in there. But apparently um, when they dropped it on Instagram or wherever it was that they dropped it, she dropped it with her sister. She played it for her sister. Um, the first the first time her sister had heard it was when they released it. And she was a little nervous about her how uh, her sister might feel about it. Um, I'm kind of giving, giving away some of the song here. But uh, go ahead, Logan. Take it away. Yeah, so this song, like I, I was driving back from uh, hanging out with some friends uh, this past weekend. This song just, I saw a new release from Lanny Wilson. I'm a big fan of her. So put it on there. And I, I ain't gonna lie, it kind of struck me right away to the point that I listened to only that song the entire ride back home. And um, it, it's like Ryan said, it's called Two Story House. And she uses that analogy to basically uh, show 
it's a story really about her and her sister. Her and her sister were really close growing up. Family was very big in the Wilson household, but they couldn't be two completely different <laughs> uh, human beings. But they grew up. There's a line in the song that kind of like uh, really summarizes it well. Uh, let me see here. It said, uh, how can two kids with the same raising wind up on uh, such different pages? You know, that line in particular, it's funny how sometimes that happens with people when they're siblings. Like you, you come, you have the same values instilled in you, but at the same time, you have two completely different personalities. You have two completely different uh, walks of life. And it almost makes me think in some ways it's not as drastic by any means. It almost is like me and my younger brother. Landon's very shy. Landon isn't as talkative as I am. And but we still have a lot in common and grew up obviously in the same house. But it's just it, that's kind of what it made me think of was like my relationship with my younger brother, because we personality wise, if if you don't know us super well, and you just meet us. People probably think we're incredibly different in, in that regard. But like I said, this this song, she was just talking about like different little things about how uh, there are cool little lines like in the opening says older doesn't always make you taller. And those pictures on mama's fridge prove that it's just it's little things like that that she paints good word pictures to be able to show how her goals in life were to be, you know, a country music star and chase and be on the road. But her sister on the flip side always just wanted to get the diamond ring and raise a family and the more traditional uh, avenue in life. So it, it's it's a really cool sto- uh, story about her and her sister, and it's like you know, like it says, it uses the analogy of two story house um, because you know different different levels, different uh, outlooks on life, but coming up from the same same family, writing two different stories basically. Yep, she says the uh, she could never leave and I could never go back. <laughs> that, <laughs> yeah. was line, that was the line that struck me. I think that there's some there's definitely. Uh, small town America. I mean, you know, that, that, that describes, I think a lot of families, a lot of siblings, a lot of, a lot of different stuff. There's usually, I feel like it's almost a trope at this point, but there's a sibling that stays and then there's a sibling that heads for the big city. And, you know, that's just, it's a great song. Great song. Yeah, definitely. So I said, we'd highly recommend checking that one out. And as always, we'll have these picks on our playlist. So uh, everybody, by the time we get to the end of the year, you're going to have one hell of a playlist to jam out to. Some bummer jams, some rockers, but a lot that's going to pull at your heartstrings. <laughs> All right, moving into one of our newest segments, Florida or the Field. All right, you guys ready? I got a hell of a headline for you. I was almost going to text you guys earlier about it. It's a little messy. Couple arrested for mutual pasta battery. <laughs> <laughs> Combatants found covered in spaghetti. August 2nd, police respond to a 1 a.m. domestic disturbance that found a couple covered in spaghetti following a physical confrontation that resulted in the pair's arrest on domestic domestic battery charges. Records show. According to police, Stephanie Lannis, 45, and her boyfriend, Adolfo Rivera, 35, 10 year difference there. We're eating dinner early Friday morning in their home when a verbal in their home when a verbal argument turned violent. Friday morning? Early Friday morning, 1 a.m. domestic disturbance. Thursday, they're eating Thursday night. Drink food. Okay. Yeah. All right. So they're in their home (laughs) and a verbal argument turns violent at 1 a.m. Friday morning. Uh, I'm sure sober is all get out. During the physical (laughs) confrontation, police allege 
Lannis and Rivera each shoved a plate of spaghetti in the other's face. When a police department cop arrived at the residence, here's the biggest question I couldn't find out. How did the cops know that the plates had been shoved in each other's faces? That's see this this is this is the missing piece. But uh the duo when the cops arrived was still covered in spaghetti upon the officer's arrival. The mutual combat for which alcohol was a factor led to Lannis and Rivera each being arrested for domestic battery. They were booked into the county jail and released the following day on their own recognizance. Imagine going to jail for literally shoving your wife's or your girlfriend's face in a plate of spaghetti. (laughs) Um, They pleaded not guilty to the misdemeanor. A judge has allowed them to have contact while the case proceeds. Um, And then there's some other (laughs) non, there's some not cool stuff at the end. Apparently they've got priors. They've stabbed each other in the past. (laughs) I can read it. She was arrested in October 2020 for allegedly stabbing him in the arm with a knife during a drunken confrontation. They subsequently declined to pursue a felony aggravated battery case against her because her rap sheet included multiple convictions for narcotics. So that was the not fun part. I try and find funny stories, not sad stories. (laughs) I'm sure they should just quit drinking. I know, seriously. But at least, you know, they switched from knives to pasta. Where do you think it is? Uh, All right. Go ahead, Morgan. I mean, hell, it sounds like a a Friday night in my hometown, but uh, (laughs) all the way down to the age of the woman being older than the man and and everything. Um, Yes. But uh, I'm going to stick with my guns and go Florida. Okay. Field. So I'm going down to the great state of Florida here in in 8.30 in the morning. So... Because of that, I'm going with the Sunshine State, Florida. Andy? I don't think it's Florida. They would do something trashier in spaghetti in Florida. <laughs> it's too classy. So we had two for Florida, two for the field. Well, I hope that the two of you recreate this down in Tampa, Florida, because it is Florida. <laughs> <laughs> what part of Florida? I think it was Clearwater. I didn't. Oh, gosh. So it's, it's in the Tampa area. <laughs> oh, God. Was Birch involved? Uh, <laughs> that I was oh, man. I just, there's too many good ones to not have it. Florida just gives every week. I never have to Google anything else. It's the gift that keeps on giving. Uh, all right. That's it. Pasta, pasta battery. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Morgan. This might be Boston at first when you start talking about pasta, but anyway. All right, Morgan, the anchor topic. Take it away, my man. All right. So as we're getting all getting back to traveling and whatnot, I was thinking the other day, you know, about everyone's favorite pit stops along the highways as they are traveling. You know, do you have any favorite ones? You ones you avoid? Ones that are kind of crazy and maybe even ones that you haven't been to yet, but you've maybe heard great, crazy stories from your friends along along the times. So I figured we could sit down and, and chat about all of our favorite pit stops and, and whatnot. Um, I'll go first. Usually when we're traveling on 95 up to see the family in Lorton, Virginia, uh, there's an exit off 95, exit 33, I believe, right above Stony Creek, Virginia. Yep. Easy to, easy access to a Wendy's and gas station and right back on 95, ready to roll. 
That's when we always stop at. Got the uh, got the Starbucks with the X on that my wife can never remember that the Starbucks is there. So I was like, <laughs> how long has the Starbucks been here? And I'm just like, it's been here for like 10 years. Davis Travel Center. Yep. Andy knows. Yep. Andy knows. Oh, is that is that the one you're talking about? Davis? Yep. Oh, yeah, they got the little they got the Virginia. little fence they got the little fenced in area for the dogs. Yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They have like a dog park. They have like a bunch they have a Denny's. Yep. That's you're closed really now. Tired. I think the Denny's yeah, the Denny's has been closed for sh- uh, sh- some time now. Oh. We always just go to the Exxon, but <laughs> but it's it's easy to access. There's no doing U-turns and driving 2.5 miles, you know. I think that's one thing I've always hated with with uh, the interstate is, ooh, Chick-fil-A. doesn't tell you how many miles it's off the exit. You take the exit and get halfway off the exit. Chick-fil-A, 2.5 miles down the highway. <laughs> so we, we all travel similar corridors often. Um, so I'm not surprised anyone saying this, but I think 95 is actually pretty good about that. Like, you know, whereas I'll, I'll travel other routes around the country and I'm just – super aggravated by like how far you have to go off off the road but 95 is great especially that little stretch uh that i do all the time from dc to north carolina it's not great in traffic but it's great for stops i mean it depends on who i'm with where, where i'm stopping if i'm with the family then chick-fil-a's are good too but a good old spotsylvania at 126 off of 95 you can uh you can count on that chick-fil-a always just rocking and rolling and us rolling through there to get food um but there's a whole bunch of stuff around there now too Um, i think we actually stopped at that chick-fil-a when uh we were coming home after the redskins cowboys game back in 2013 when um andy and his uncle and his dad and me and you all went to the cowboys redskins game in landover yep sure did we did we were going back for christmas we stopped there it's all it's it's our one of our go-to stops. If you're traveling 95 in Virginia, 126 is a good one. Um, and uh, the Chick-fil-A, it just – so I, as I was thinking about this, Chick-fil-A, when we're traveling with me, Jenny, and Emmy, that's where we stop. Because it kind of satisfies everybody's wants. When I'm driving by myself, I go to Bojangles because I never get it any other time. And and there's not really one close by me. Like it, it sort of is now, but you still got to drive like 45 minutes to get to it. So I I've always use it as an opportunity. I'm getting Bojangles. I'm getting breakfast, some sort of breakfast meal because I think that's far better than their chicken. And I I always pick a, a Bojangles. I love that. That that would be my personal go-to when I'm alone and able to do it. And interesting enough, 126 now has a Bojangles. So. <laughs> Good to know. What about you, Angle? uh, Well, I drove back and forth from the Annapolis, D.C. area, depending on where my parents lived, to Wilmington for the, what, nine, ten years I was down in Wilmington, something like that? Maybe it was longer. Mm -hmm. And um, Davis Travel Center, for sure. And what we kind of skipped over, I think, is, is I love just going in there and, like, poking around in the store. They got all these, like, truck stuff in there that you can oh, get yeah. if you need to. They got just about every kind of food that you could think of, including fresh food. They got weird cups and mugs and, and, and with like animals on them and just trinkets and all sorts of weird stuff. They got that. I used to have a dog um, and, and we would stop. Uh, he, he enjoyed going in the little dog pen area there. Um, and then they got like all the old school machines, like the claws 
and like the uh the there's a isn't there an is there still an arcade in there with like, like, well, it's a, little, like a video poker room so it's like a real sad room with a bunch of people <laughs> who shouldn't be playing video poker it's like they got what like maybe like three or four machines in there and i i, I always thought to myself like who stops off on 95 <laughs> if you're trying to go somewhere and it's like yeah let me pump some quarters into nba jam i just i don't know i just it's an interesting place so davis for sure and then the other one is uh when i'm right outside well i'm in dc but when i'm right outside of, or sorry annapolis uh when i was right outside of dc and if you needed to stop off to get fuel i'd all stop off at garrisonville because they got a they got a wawa there and uh yeah. and you can make a real that, quick and easy u-turn there's yeah, yeah, also yeah. a chipotle across the street What's i up? will say I will say, because we were texting about this a little bit, we'll, we'll dive in this different week. When I am like, oh, where am I going to stop? And I'm looking for a gas station. I don't type in gas station. I type in sheets. I type in Wawa. So that's See, funny. That, and we will make this a bigger segment later in, in the career here of this podcast. But just a short piece here. Sheets for Wawa, people. I know we got, I guess, Dustin and sheets. Ryan's answer morgan Logan. yeah so whenever i stop and i'm on a trip i strategically stop for when i think i'm gonna have to take a piss because i'm gonna have to take a piss which is every 45 minutes it can be doesn't have to it can be but the places that i stop the most to empty the tank so to speak is there's a exit 459 Nashville, North Carolina. There's a Sheets uh, right over that way. We stopped over at the Bojangles over there when we were going traveling towards Raleigh for baseball back in high school. Now on my way home, I always stop at exit 459, park around the back, not where everybody else is, park around the back because it's you, <laughs> nobody there. The, you walk in through the sliding doors, take immediate left and another left, and there's the bathroom right there. And you don't have to talk to many people. You don't have to see anybody. You just get in and out. And you're back on the highway. Very sheets. sheets is fantastic for that. And the bathrooms are normally pretty clean. Now, speaking of places, go ahead. No, no, let's let's go ahead and just make this point. And again, we're gonna have to bring in this another another time. We will. We I want to make the point that Wawa's bathrooms suck. You go in there, they they barely they usually have an out of order urinal, a urinal, and then a. a little thing that you know little toilet you close the door on and it's like enough room for someone to fart maybe in there. That's you, about you, it. Might, <laughs> you, you might you might as well be using a bathroom in a sitco and emporia yeah Ooh. Nah, Ooh. I, I, it's it's always yeah. terrible. talking about a shithole town <laughs> but they it they don't want you to use their bathroom where she no, always has a wall yeah of opportunity to use the they, they want you it's, to come to their store they want you to come into their store and sheets is always set up basically the same so you don't have to go looking around in a frantic when you're about to pee yourself where the bathroom is you know where it's at same setup it's it's very convenient but another thing i noticed about this between sheets and a wawa <laughs> are we just do, are we just doing this this week <laughs> no no we'll, we'll, we'll move on from this but just a quick i'm a sheets yeah, yeah. guy by the go way ahead. but you come in there and they it's a lot cleaner other than the bathroom the whole store is a lot cleaner than a wawa the uh, all the containers i guess where all the drinks are for you to buy they're they're inviting that the the lights they have are the i guess illuminating or what do you want to call it um oh and you get in, the free coffee if, yeah, the, if the coffee blinks because like it, it needs to be redone you get the free coffee not anymore 
You feel like you're in a oh, clean. Get rid of like, that? You, you feel like you're like in a clean hotel room when you walk into a, a Sheets. It's just like ah, everything's so nice and fresh. Yeah, you're going to the Hilton at Sheets. So Wawa is like a red roof inn, but <laughs> I know, like a motel. Eight, but. <laughs> but the thing about the coffee, Dustin, they've changed the coffee machines now. So it's like it's more of the fancy kind. So I don't think it has a light to blink anymore. So that oh, is gone. Grind up the beans. Yeah, end of an era. Like, they're trying so, to get the uh, angle crowd in there, yeah. apparently. So but, to save, should we should we ask the truck driver where oh. he thinks his pit stops are? <laughs> oh gosh, how many lot lizards are there? But uh, I do have one last place that it, on the flip side, and it's not clean, but it's somewhere we've always stopped, and I have to. I would be remiss if I didn't mention it. When you're on the way to Myrtle Beach and you stop in Chadburn, North Carolina, there's there this go. dirty ass little Hardee's on the right side of the road that you can just slide on in, go to their terrible smelling bathroom, it's urinate, nice. get back on the road and take a right right on out and, and hit the road. But it's, it's quick, it's easy, but it's disgusting. So word on Chadburn. Chadburn's a sad little town. And <laughs> it's it's there's not a whole lot to it it, it's just you ride through there and you're kind of like wow you know and i'm i'm from small town america and i'm kind of like wow but uh that hardy's is convenient it's it's on the way and that is where we stopped i'll always hold the memory dear from where my daughter on her first trip to myrtle beach shit all over herself (laughs) and we had to throw away her clothes because she got it everywhere and we pulled off in the Hardee's and Chadburn to clean her up and throw it away. <laughs> I'll always have a special place in your heart. Always have a special place in my heart. Hey, when she gets when she gets older and you guys take a road trip, hey, honey, that's a, that's a selfish. <laughs> <laughs> but don't worry, those, those shitty clothes didn't make the town smell any worse. <laughs> so, uh, you know, as we... Um, Continue with this. You guys got any crazy stories on your pit stops? Angle, do you want to talk about shitty Missouri? Uh, we can. I Is this the gonna... same place that Dustin told me about? <laughs> probably. Because I have been by this place. I'm not kidding you probably 150 times. And I have purposely never been there based <laughs> off of the story you told me of this place. The lot, the lot lizard or whatever, yeah. the uh, Missouri, Missouri, it had a TV show, yeah. Missouri truck stop or something. What was it called? Yeah, oh. it was, I, I don't remember the name of it. If Kevin Miller, if you're out there and you're listening and you can text us and let us know, but it was, it's we were some driving Missouri from, truck stop. We yeah, were driving was, from Kansas city, Kansas to, Saint city to St. Louis. <laughs> wow. Wow. You know, St. Louis, Lord knows we were driving why we would from go there. Light into darkness, basically. Pretty much. <laughs> And, uh, and it's a whole, it's like this truck stop, but it's got this motel and it's got like some other thing. I don't know. It was just a rundown mess. And like, we got uh, there and they were like, the park for lot lizards. yeah, they, they were in the parking lot. It was a couple of them. And then we walked inside and like, we went to the bathroom and in the back, they had like a, a porn room with like a shower curtain. <laughs> so, like, it had wood paneling. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't remember, you know, like when my wife's birthday is, but I can remember this for some reason. Had wood. That's not true. I can remember my wife's birthday. Had wood paneling, and then it had like the meat flaps or whatever, like you'd see in like a. If if I'm remembering correctly, like like you'd see in like a freezer section that you'd walk into in the grocery. <laughs> yeah, store. You should call it a meat flap. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
not, it's not what you want to say when you're talking about a porn room. <laughs> Fair point. Fair point. The, the little things that hang down that you got to like push your way oh, through yeah. that are clear. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I, I was just like, oh, man. And the fact that our buddy brought us there and he was like, I've always wanted to stop here. And I looked at him and I was like, wait, why? <laughs> and, and I think there's other places around there. Like, they probably were perfectly acceptable. But it's just outside of Columbia, were... Missouri. There yep. you go. Columbia is supposedly kind of nice. To be fair, there was like a, torna- no there was a tornado that was occurring around us while we were of course hurt- a lot lizard tornado hurtling, <laughs> hurtling down the highway so we couldn't stop in Columbia because I, I believe I asked and he was like the stadium's over there somewhere and we just kept driving because <laughs> we were like trying to outrun the twister or whatever I mean it was it was it was somewhat of a serious it was, storm it, it was actually a pretty bad storm you could see maybe 20 foot in front of you and he was rolling 85 down the road <laughs> So we were we were real safe that day. That day I was buckled up and just kind of holding on, hoping nothing happened. It was it was it was a it was a bad enough storm, and he was going fast enough that I. This will come as no surprise to anybody. I fished out the liquor bottle from the back, and I just started pouring drinks in the back seat because I figured if I'm going to go out, I'm going to go out drunk. Uh, that's so that's Missouri. That gas station. So anyway. Oh God, the stories I've heard from truck drivers in my company about lot lizards is hilarious. There's one guy. He just said, you know, I'd be sitting there and you see these girls walk by and they just knock on your truck, and you know, you see, I see some of these guys that open up the door and girls just hop right in. It's like that, but not me, man. I don't, I don't do that. I was like, <laughs> like the whole time in the back of my head, like, uh huh, uh huh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Didn't you encounter one one time? Yeah, I watched one in the glorious town of Florence, South Carolina, get chased around the parking lot by the cops. That was pretty funny. <laughs> what? Wasn't it Easter Sunday? No, it was a different one on Easter Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Tell that one. I heard I was working. It was Easter Sunday, and I was, I was in uh, where was that? Harrisonburg, Virginia. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I just parked before I even get the brake set parking. This girl walks up to the door and says, Hey, you want some company? And I'm like, I'm like It's Easter Sunday. And I was like thinking in my head, I, did, I thought about it five minutes too late, but somebody had just given me a Bible that day that was sitting like right behind me. And I really wish I would have just gave it to her. <laughs> uh, Harrisonburg. I'm like a, a power. Christ compels you. <laughs> That's a that's a that's an interesting stop on the way down to Blacksburg for sure. They got a they got a Starbucks if I remember correctly right outside the stadium over there. I'm not sure where you were parked at, but this was not near any snow. This is not a Starbucks neighborhood. I didn't think so. <laughs> didn't sound like it. Harrisonburg's not the greatest place. We got things like JMU there, so. <laughs> uh, but you know, Angle, you remember our road trip down to. Uh, uh, Panama City Beach. Do I do? do I, was the only one that, <laughs> I was the only one that was sober. So yes, this I do remember fact, it. So okay, actually, this part was a part of coming, the, the dreadful part of coming home. And we, so you know, we're we're stopping off. It's late at night, getting gas. And um, do you want to fill in? Man. Do you do you want to fill in what we were driving, where we were coming yeah. from, what was going so, on in the car? We're, we're all hungover and tired, driving back in Ryan's glorious Astro van which the door was 
bungee cord shut because John decided he wanted to open it after being told it was broken. Um, and then it just proceeded to never shut again. <laughs> so we, we kept it shut with a bungee cord from Wilmington to Panama city. For those yeah. that don't know, I believe that's 16 hours. Yeah. Give or take Yeah, one, one way. Um, so we're coming back. Yep. And, and a little more side notes to the car. You had to either get out of the front, uh, the past front passenger side door or the driver's side door to get in and out of the vehicle. Uh, Ryan had to pop the hood and flip the battery to start the car each time. We had a circuit breaker on the battery because there's a drain. There was a short in the battery. Yep, that's true. <laughs> so this was this was driving us 16 hours one way and, and 16 hours the other way back. So anyway, back to the story. We're on our way back. We stop off. It's late at night. We're tired. Um, not even halfway home yet. We're still in Florida, I believe. You know, great state of Florida. And all of a sudden, this guy comes out of nowhere behind another car flying by in his electric wheelchair you can see him with his hand on the knob gunning through the parking lot like all right he goes into the road as a semi-truck is coming in his direction (laughs) we're sitting here thinking oh god we're about to watch somebody get hit by a semi-truck slow motion everything goes into slow motion (laughs) the truck goes by and then all of a sudden you see the guy in the wheelchair is going to get through a parking lot across the street. <laughs> we thought he was a goner. And you know where that happened? That happened at south of the border because Ryan wanted to... South? Okay. I thought Ryan we were still in Florida. Ryan wanted to stop at south of the border. We're in, which is, for those who don't know and haven't had the pleasure of driving by that shit hole, the... <laughs> on the border of South Carolina and North Carolina. So we're almost home. For those who don't know, Wilmington is like very close to South Carolina. And uh, he stopped because he was hungry. And then that man ate a chili hot dog from South of the border. And I stared at him like, dude, you did. You you did what? (laughs) He had a chili hot dog. That's why we were waiting in the car for it was for him. To eat to get his chili hot dog, and we watched this guy literally motor by us at what do you say, Morgan? Thirty miles an hour. I mean, oh, here's moving. going. Here's going. And he goes across a six lane highway, and we're just it's he's either going to make it or he's not because he was committed at that point. And it was like <laughs> the truck just the truck did not slow down; it just got on the horn, and that move. was yeah. <laughs> we're like, all right, well, here. South of the border is terrible. I'll second that. It's pretty yeah. run down and, and just a mess. Everyone says, "Oh, you gotta you gotta do it at least once." I'm like, eh. "Yeah, I, I did it at least once, and I'm not doing it a second time." I've never been, and I really don't have a desire to go. The steakhouse yeah. there is the most shocking thing ever. It was actually <laughs> kind of nice. I walked into this place expecting it to look like a gas station selling steaks. And I walk in and everybody's wearing nice clothes and it's kind of like a nice dining room. And I was shocked that it was actually kind of nice. Probably about the only nicest thing they have in that town. So, Oh, by far. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I, I'm, I cannot believe that that's where that story was. <laughs> uh. They sure have enough billboards for it. That's for damn sure. What's the other billboard you always see? Was it JR Cigars? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Has anyone ever been? 
No. Yeah, I've been. Yeah. It's not bad. Yeah. It's not. It, they have a lot of cigars. I it, think that's closed did now. Did you mean though, didn't that close? I uh, it's been a it, it's been a over a year since I've been down that way. I think it might have closed. I I think it might have. Like we did that trip to Myrtle Beach recently, and I feel like it wasn't open. But I don't know. But yeah, th- those signs in the south of the border signs, um, which if you haven't seen those, America, Google south of the border uh, billboard signs. <laughs> You'll get it. You'll get an interesting. Uh, Interesting look into what the that's all about. Can we? That, that that tells you just how great my memory is. I ran. I swear, I thought we were still in Florida at that park, but now that I'm thinking about it, I'm thinking I'm starting to remember a big lit up sombrero. Yep. <laughs> we we're sitting across the street from it, and he went over to the sombrero side. Um, <laughs> we uh, should we bring up the story of Dustin having to drive everyone on his bachelor party from Raleigh? to south carolina and the, the <laughs> magical stop that, that gas station yeah a shell oh my god and boy did they have some interesting food for sale and by interesting i mean very southern they had all the cracklins and they had the the, the oh, eggs yeah. and the and the uh, hot dogs and the whole thing but is, uh, is this the gas station where i had to visit the back of the building <laughs> yeah. it is yes it, that, that's the one the, you it was that miserable and reckless stop. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Which which was uh their bathroom really wasn't bad. It was just an old country store. But it was kind of a like in the middle of nowhere last resort kind of stop. It's not somewhere that you're like, oh yeah, I'm gonna make this stop. And uh yeah, Morgan had to run around back. Um, I'm just kind of like looking for like a Gatorade and a snack. But yeah, they had the um man they had everything they had like the cracklins and all that stuff it's like the old school like gas station where it's like you get mm-hmm. the, the the leg and the thigh and like if you want the the wedge fries and you know like the, the old stale uh little like not biscuit but roll like that kind of, it was that kind of a gas station it what's funny about that trip um i don't even know if morgan remembers this but on the way back when because you guys flew back so me and morgan drove back in my car from from charleston to raleigh and morgan had felt fallen asleep for a, a good little leg of the trip and i was talking and i was like all right we got to get gas and he's over there sleeping i'm like all right well i guess i'll pull over here and get gas stopped at this little place in florence south carolina tell you that place is terrible um i pulled into this gas station i felt like i was back in 1997 because I rolled up in there, you couldn't pay at the pump. You had to go inside. There was no ability to pay at the pump. You go inside, and then the line was long, and I was I was already like just tired and ready to get home. That I was getting like uh, annoyed by the people that were in there because it was a Monday afternoon, and I'm standing there in line waiting for all these people in front of me to buy forty uh, Budweiser forties cigarettes and lottery tickets yep. on a fucking Monday on a fucking Monday. And I'm sitting there. I was like, do people not have jobs? I was like, I'm trying to get home and I'm being held up for 15 minutes in line because you can't pay at the pump. And then all these people are having to buy their smokes, their forties and their lottery tickets on a Monday. <laughs> so we've established Florence, South Carolina is not a place you want to stop. Apparently nobody likes Emporia. Um, Roanoke <laughs> Rapids. Roanoke Rapids, where the DeBerrys are from. I have, you know, I used to like to stop there because they had the old school Pizza Hut where you could actually so go big. inside. The what? 
Do they still Third have base. it? Yep. Oh, is, yeah. is that is that the one where you're um in KFC? KFC. Your KFC was where you got the bowl at, Ryan. Yep. We used to drive up okay. to the Bay House, and I would stop there and make terrible decisions like eating an entire uh, awesome bowl from KFC right before we got back in the car for four and a half hours. <laughs> okay. You know that that's that's a stop where it's like it, it's it's inviting it's like everything's like oh everything's great i could stop there and when you got the exit it's like okay and then you have to do a turnaround and do a u-turn go to this stoplight take a right just to get to the damn store you want to go to it's like you didn't tell me how to do all these damn turns just to get up to this stretch right here where the store was kind of like the deberries they seem inviting on on the front and then like you get to know them and you're like all right this is a lot of work (laughs) but that part you're already committed so you ain't turning around Well, that, and that's and that's that's my next question. I was going to ask is when you're on the road trip and you're doing your pit stop and you get off and you realize I've been I've been lied to about how close this uh, this establishment was that you want to go to. Do you still commit to it or you go? I'm not driving a mile down the road. I'm getting back on the interstate. I 100% still commit to it. And Andy will be able to relate to this analogy for sure because he and I have discussed this. It's almost like your stubbornness kicks in where you're just going to drive the mile. It's like when you're in, uh, setting up for it on the tee box and you're too close to um, the, the little marker where the tee box is and your foot is touching it and you know you need to reset back up. But you're like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to hit this ball. And you do it anyways with your foot on the little marker. And you shank it because you never you it throws your swing off and you should have never done it, but you were too far down the line. You just were gonna gut it out. That's pretty much what I do on those. So essentially what you're doing then when your stubbornness kicks in is when your wife goes like, Hey, I think you've I think you've had enough, and you look at her and you just crack the next one. That's <laughs> like that Will Ferrell meme where he's sitting there, he's like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, I'm I'm not one like I, if I hop off and it tells me, okay, Chick Fil A is now another one one and a half miles down down this highway. I'm like, man, I no, I really don't want to. Um, Got to get back on the interstate and find one that's you know quarter of the mile. Back it up yeah. where you turn. <laughs> no way, no way. If I'm already off the interstate, I'm going to wherever I'm going. Period. Same. <laughs> but yeah, and that happens a lot in Virginia. I noticed is that I'll hop off the interstate and then it's like, okay, now you got to go X amount of miles down here to get to your Wendy's or to your Chick-fil-A. And it's just like, no, it Have should you tell me that it should tell me that on the billboard where it said this exit X mile restaurants <laughs> two two and a half miles off the exit. And these days you can just put that in Google and it'll tell you how far you got to go. This is true. So speaking of brief pit stops, though, has anyone ever had to take a pit stop and there there was no place to have a pit stop? So you have to pee on the side of an exit ramp. Do not do it in Virginia. Andy knows from experience not to do that. That's in Virginia. a that's a bad, bad crime in the state of Virginia. Well, everything's a bad crime in the state of Virginia. You get on a sex offender list for peeing on the side of the road in Virginia. So just look it up. It's Andy. <laughs> <laughs> I just got a parking ticket. Uh, man, you got any other, I know you're on the road a good bit. You got any other either top places or, or helpful tips? Like don't pee on a exit ramp of Virginia. Yes. Don't do that in Virginia. They're not kidding when they say parking's for emergencies only, and they don't consider the bathroom an emergency, but uh, I can give the solid helpful tip loves travel stops. They're generally, the bathrooms are generally always nice. Unless you happen into one of their older places. Sometimes they're, Typically, they have very clean bathrooms, usually plenty of stalls, good convenience store. 
They got showers there too. You can rent. Yep, they actually have nice showers. <laughs> Trust me, my truck driver. I'm not. I have truck drivers who actually turn in receipts for showers at at the Love Truck Stop. All right. Got a shower somewhere. But, yeah. No, I concur. Lowe's or loves uh, uh, again that Vernon Rapids, the DC corridor, exit 104 in Virginia. There's a yep, love right off the interstate. I always go. To, I always stop there. Also, you can get on 301 there, so you can miss some of the the 95 traffic. But uh, that stop, I would always make on my way back on Sunday. One, Chick Fil A is not open. Two, I'd get an ice cream cone from Dairy Queen because Dairy Queen connected to the Loves, and almost every time I would drive back, I would stop there, get an ice cream cone, dig some chocolate, and head on the rest of my merry way. You got to get a Dairy Queen ice cream cone. You know, yeah. you know, a funny story that ties loves back to NASCAR. So they used to sponsor Landon Castle and uh, he was trying to get a sponsorship to continue with loves. So he literally, I forget exactly how this happened, but he basically told people to like, Hey, go to every time you go to loves, just tag me in it. That was a bad idea. Cause basically like everyone on the internet just tagged him constantly and like loves travel stops and then wanted to know why he wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I got a day job, guys. Uh, you'll be shocked to find out that Love's dropped him as a sponsor anyways. It's like, dude, come on. He just gave you so much free publicity. Like, what are you doing? He wasn't that good of a driver, though. Love's also oh, he was Daytona 500 this year. <laughs> True. Andy, what's uh, some of the truck stops you've been to that you wreck? Andy swears by truck stop food. No, not all the time. Yeah, there's certain ones that are really good, and there's other ones that are... No, so where are the, barely fit where are the best ones you've been to? The best ones? There's a good one in uh, Newton, Kansas. They got really good food there. It's a old, you know, the restaurant's been around forever. Uh, let's see, another good one for food. Oh, boy. It wasn't that place you took me on that one ride along I did. Oh, no. That place oh, was no, that's the, the Kinley 95 has the worst restaurant that's ever existed in the history of restaurants. I know Kinley 95. That's the lighthouse one. Yeah, you want to eat the fast food, not the sit-down food. Sit-down food is not good. <laughs> I just ride through there. I don't stop there. <laughs> That's a busy place to stop. So you got you got the one in Kansas. Yes, that's, is that it? That's it. That's it. <laughs> no. all, all of the lower forty-eight. It's only Kansas. I'm trying to think. That's one of my favorite ones. Um, <laughs> if, you, if you're ever driving through West Virginia, when you finally get out of that hell hole, there's a nice little truck stop in Jackson, Ohio that has, it's an old school place. That's uh, sometimes it's hard to get a seat in that restaurant. It's only, also the only restaurant for like 20 miles, but they got a good restaurant. It has to be the worst drive going from West Virginia to Ohio. Well, once you, you're glad to see Ohio because West Virginia is a <laughs> shithole. Yeah. Pass on both states. Oh, yeah. And, and and anyways, welcome to the ACC West Virginia. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll have your welcome basket uh, sent out here shortly. <laughs> All right. So awesome. All right. So hopefully we've given you some tips and we haven't rambled on and on about pit stops, but uh, you know, there, we've given you probably a lot more places to avoid than to actually go to. <laughs> All right, so moving into yeah, <laughs> some funny stories along the way. All right, moving into bless your heart. Not so fast, my friend. 
Captain Cancel here, and I'm going to jump in and take over real quick and say, I just got one thing I got to cancel. I'm tired of hearing, talking about, and so are the rest of us. But uh, on the farm, you are canceled. We are no longer going to talk about you. You are boring. You provide us nothing, nothing at all. You're, you make our lives miserable. Every bit of it. So you are canceled. Huge, if true. Morgan just canceled the minor leagues. Wow. Morgan, if it makes our lives miserable, isn't that a good thing? Only if we are reckless afterwards. <laughs> so Morgan just, recklessly, Morgan just recklessly canceled the minor leagues. <laughs> <laughs> I like it, though. I like it because he's not he's not wrong. Everybody's probably like, all right, I can skip through this 15 seconds of them talking about teams I don't really give a shit about. <laughs> it's pretty bad if Morgan's canceling the minor league segment when his team has been leading all year long. <laughs> <laughs> He's saying, stop the count. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, I think uh, I think we're out of time this week for Bless Your Arts. We'll just kick the can on down the road for another week. <laughs> so for this episode of Miserable and Reckless, I'm Logan, sitting here with Ryan, Morgan, and Dustin. And this week, the Country Gold Games co-host, our special guest, Andy. We'll see you next time.